0: Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of the contrite and humble spirit. to Revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips,
1: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning,
0: is now, and ever shall be, world
1: without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: For the Venite Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long as I grieved with this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts. They have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 19 and 23 on page 363 and 368. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork.
1: One day telleth another, and one night certifieth
0: another. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them.
1: Their sound is gone out into all lands, and their words into the ends of the world.
0: In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. WHICH COMETH FORTH AS A bridegroom OUT OF HIS CHAMBER, AND REJOICETH AS A GIANT TO RUN HIS COURSE.
1: IT GOETH FORTH FROM THE UTTERMOST PART OF THE HEAVEN, AND RUNNETH ABOUT UNTO THE END OF IT AGAIN, AND THERE IS NOTHING HID
0: FROM THE HEAT THEREOF. THE LAW OF THE LORD IS AN UNDEFILED LAW CONVERTING THE SOUL. THE TESTIMONY OF THE LORD IS SURE, AND GIVETH WISDOM UNTO THE SIMPLE.
1: The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and
0: giveth light unto the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether.
1: More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb
0: moreover by them is thy servant taught and in keeping of them there is great reward
1: who can tell how oft he offendeth o cleanse thou me from my secret faults
0: keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins lest they get the dominion over me so shall i be undefiled and innocent from the great offense
1: let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be alway acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer.
0: Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He shall feed
1: me in a green pasture, and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort.
0: He shall convert my soul, and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake.
1: Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy
0: staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table before me in the presence of them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full.
1: Surely thy lovingkindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the tenth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth, with all that is in it. The Lord delighteth only in your fathers, to love them and he chose their descendants after them, you above all peoples, as it is this day. Therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart, and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods, and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow, AND LOVES THE STRANGER, GIVING HIM FOOD AND CLOTHING. THEREFORE LOVE THE STRANGER, FOR YOU WERE STRANGERS IN THE LAND OF EGYPT. YOU SHALL FEAR THE LORD YOUR GOD, YOU SHALL SERVE HIM, AND TO HIM YOU SHALL HOLD FAST, AND TAKE oaths IN HIS NAME. HE IS YOUR PRAISE, AND HE IS YOUR GOD, WHO HAS DONE FOR YOU THESE GREAT AND AWESOME THINGS, WHICH YOUR EYES HAVE SEEN. Your fathers went down to Egypt with seventy persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as the stars of heaven in multitude. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God, and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Together Benedictus asks on page 11. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
1: Here beginneth the second chapter of the first epistle of John. My little children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an Advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. And He Himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know Him, if we keep His commandments. He who says, I know Him. And does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says that he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light, and hates his brother, is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. BUT HE WHO HATES HIS BROTHER IS IN DARKNESS AND WALKS IN DARKNESS, AND DOES NOT KNOW WHERE HE IS GOING, BECAUSE THE DARKNESS HAS BLINDED HIS EYES. I WRITE TO YOU, LITTLE CHILDREN, BECAUSE YOUR SINS ARE FORGIVEN YOU FOR HIS NAME'S SAKE. I WRITE TO YOU, FATHERS, BECAUSE YOU HAVE KNOWN HIM WHO IS FROM THE BEGINNING. I WRITE TO YOU, YOUNG MEN, BECAUSE YOU HAVE OVERCOME THE WICKED ONE. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of this world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Here endeth the second lesson.
0: Gather yeah, Benedictus on page 14.
1: and take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: O Lord, who has taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning we to all. We've come to the last of the three Jessima Sundays. We began with. Um, Septuagesima, then Sexagesima, then Quinquagesima, and those mean seventieth um, day, sixtieth day, and fiftieth day, uh, and they're referring to Easter. And only today is accurate. Today actually is fifty days before Easter. I think the others were um, celebrations of the of that day that w- that were moved to the most convenient Sunday. And so the the purpose of these pre-Lenten Sundays. our our subtle shift of mood from the the joy of the Incarnation now to focus on the cross. And, you know, it's basically two and a half weeks to consider the Lenten fast. Our lessons today is, as I've mentioned when I've been here at morning prayer, we should look at morning prayer on Sunday as preparation for the Eucharist. And the lessons in the prayer book for morning prayer uh, tie into the Eucharistic lessons and themes The ones we read today tie into the themes of the the gospel today is um, Jesus saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and he predicts his passion and his resurrection. And the epistle today is 1 Corinthians 13, about love. If if I speak with the gifts of men, and uh, tongues of men and angels, but don't have love, I'm nothing. And so the, the essential theme of the day is the connection between Love and walking the way of the cross of obedience. It it makes very tangible um, the the concrete aspect of lo- to love is to do loving things. To love is to obey God. It's not merely a sentimental emotion. We should note this is I think one of the the, the parts about um, the the collect where it uses the word charity that all are doing about charity or nothing worth. That word charity comes from a, a linguistic history um, that the, the Greek agape was translated into the Latin caritas, which came into English originally as charity. And so this is one of the theological virtues. And the advantage of using the word charity in formal theological language, it reminds us we're not talking about sentimental love in a cultural way. We're talking about a theological virtue of charity rooted in First Corinthians 13, which really talks about how um, love must be concrete in action. Although it's very ironic about 1 Corinthians 13, that it's always used in sentimental ways, even though if you actually read the passage, listen this morning when it's read, it's, it's all about how hard love is uh, and how to, to love is actually to love in action. And that's what our lessons talk about today. Um, Deuteronomy says, what does the Lord require of you but to love him and fear him and walk in his ways. And that's always the complaint about Israel that God saves them from Egypt and all he wants is them to follow him. Um, and they're always wandering off into idolatry and and you know complaining and disobedience. And it's interesting that um, that middle line that actually the prayer book lectionary have for some unexplainable reason doesn't include, but I put back in where it says circumcise the four skins of your hearts. It reminds us to love God and to walk in his ways. We must, we must have a conversion of heart and the circumcising of the heart kind of comes into the new Testament as the way that baptism replaces circumcision as a sign of the covenant. In baptism we die to sin and rise to new to new life. And St. Paul connects this specifically in Colossians, where he connects you know the rite of the old covenant circumcision with baptism. And so a lot of this exhortation to love is the living out of the reality of our baptism. to to die more to sin and to rise more to new life in Christ in the actual practice of love. And um, the same thing comes in our New Testament lesson where um, St. John is always talking about how love is concretized. Um, Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him but you can't just say I love God and it can't be a sentimental thing. It has to be something that love is love in action. And that kind of leads us then into our, our meditation on the Lenten season as we, as we approach that in these last few days, um, that we should think about what we're going to do for Lent. Um, I think obviously we're gonna have disciplines, but the right perspective of Lent is to, um, the kinds of fasting we take on should cause us to enter into a season of of relative disconnection, relative self-denial. So we, we have this sense of living in a place where some of our usual comforts and coping mechanisms, we've removed ourselves from. As that happens, as we do that, we'll, and we, in that space, pray, we'll be confronted with ourselves because when we're unsettled and anxious, um we want to go to our usual things. We're not doing it there we are. And we can and as we sit in our prayer, we um we, we can grow in with the presence of God with us in the darker and more wounded spaces of our lives. And this is why Lent can be a scary season and it's why we want to run back to our comforts because the more we disconnect from the things of the world, the more we're we're dealing with what's really going on in our hearts and that can be purified. And so it's important to connect the disciplines that we embrace with the goal of the disciplines, which is to grow in love. And we grow in love, but when we realize what is it that keeps us from loving? sometimes it 's our own wounds that make us selfish and self oriented um, so we really want to connect that and uh, the the closing line of our of our new testament lesson uh, saint john says don 't do not love the world because uh, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life these things connect with our central disciplines, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh is Combated by fasting, we during Lent we say no to things that that the flesh desires. The lust of the eyes is desire for things in the world, and that's uh, combated by alms giving. So we practice ways we can give. And the pride of life is self sufficiency, and that's fundamentally prayer. And and when we're fasting and we feel, you know, uh, vulnerable and dependent we turn to prayer rather than to to things that we control it with. And um, that's the kind of what we think about as we enter into Lent now. How do we love better? And entering into an extended season of relative discomfort, we can confront ourselves, um, experience both healing, and then also a deeper confession in terms of why we don't love the way we we should love, and then begin to practice it, begin to, in action, grow into loving uh, God and other people um, out of our own experience of God's love in Christ uh, so that we can uh, experience Lent as a season of growth and celebrate the Easter feast together in 50 days with renewed joy. So we'll uh, finish morning prayer today with the Prayer of St. Chrysostom on page 20. Let us pray. Almighty God has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee. And does promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you for morning prayer this morning. I have a blessed quinquagesima. hope to see somebody send me at church a little bit later.
1: Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day. Thank again. you.